this our our speaker today <laughs> has had a difficult time getting here, but he's here. Yeah, that's the right. Thing. So it's always a joy to have Ray and. Catherine would have been with him, but she's not feeling well today, so Catherine is not. But we're still happy, yeah. So with that, let's give a house welcome to Ray Light. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, so I got a few things today, so thank you for having me. I got some scattered thoughts I want to share with you. I'm usually um, really deep into teaching, and I don't think that's going to happen today. Uh, so, so it's kind of a simple, <laughs> a simple thing I want to share, but I do have some thoughts I want to share. So I'm trying to figure out where to start. So... Mm. Yeah, I can see what's going on there, so let me see if I need this or not. All right, I'll be looking here to see where I'm going, all right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so let me put my computer down. I don't think I need it. Okay, so let's hit the first slide, see where we're going. All right, this is what we got. This is what the Lord keeps telling me. This is what it's just, the, the world is waiting for you to be who you are. Right? So that's, that's Romans 8, 19, that, that the earth is like his creation is groaning. It's like the world is waiting for you to be exactly who you are. And so as I was thinking about it this morning and praying into it, I asked the Lord, because this is a pretty interesting place. I don't know if you guys know that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you got a lot of gifts. You got a lot of stuff going on. You got a, a lot of activity. You guys are deep into healing. You're deep into the apostolic. You're deep into the kingdom. So I'm like, what? I asked the Lord, like, what do I have that I can impart to you? That's what I asked. Well, I have peace, but let's just go on to the next one. And I'll tell you what, what he gave me. Originality. That's the word he gave me. I didn't agree with him. You know, just so you know, you know what I mean? I'm like, because like, I had a, a thought of what originality is. And then, so I was like, let me look it up. So let's just go to the next slide and look at the definition of originality. The ability to think independently and create, creatively. So, okay, I agree with you, Lord. Because <laughs> you know, so, it wasn't originally what I thought it was. But originality is something that I carry. I do carry that. For those of you who know me, I think independently. I will agree with that absolutely. For those of you who know me, I have that. And for you to be who you are, you have to think independently. Right? We're in line with the word. A couple people brought up the word. That's one of the things. I do identity. I'm an identity coach and I'm an identity specialist. I help people get to know who they are is what I specialize in. I help you get to know who you are and I give your heart a choice is what I do in ministry. Because right now there's areas of your heart where you believe a lie and you have no choice. Because you don't even know what you believe. You just automatically respond out of it, right? Do you know those automatic responses, you don't even know why you're doing them? It's because you've compartmentalized, and you guys, you guys are so, you got, you got a sozo royalty in this house. You know? Yes. Yes. So, so it's not like you guys are unfamiliar with this. But in that compartment, what I've found is that you don't have a choice because when that button gets pressed, you automatically run that program. Right? We all have these subconscious programs that we have running because of whatever trauma you've experienced in your life. You don't even completely know what you believe in that area of your heart, but it's not the gospel. I'll tell you that right now. Because if it was the gospel, you would be expressing the kingdom, not that other thing. Does that make sense? So all of us are dealing with unbelief. And, uh, and usually... 
I'm going to try not to cram my entire six hour workshop into this next half an hour or so. I'm going to try because that's usually what I try to do. That's why I've simplified today and I'm trying not to do that. But I want to look at like the originality of who you are. Instead of you having to run that subconscious program every time something triggers you, right? Because you know what a trigger is, right? You trigger off into something and what a trigger is, it's a stimulus that actually connects you to an old trauma and when that you connect to that old trauma it also activates the program that you wrote a long time ago yeah. right yeah. automatically runs don't even ask your permission right just runs right so so that's what i mean you don't have a choice there so god's given us a choice though right so when we can actually know what we believe we have the ability to believe what we know. Because we don't live out of what we know, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. We all know a lot of scripture. It's all good to know the scripture, especially like doing sozo. When you, when you, God's always talking, but we don't always let God speak, right? We don't always, sometimes our heart will speak for itself. Our mind will speak for itself or the enemy will say something. That's why it's nice to know the word. So when you ask God, who am I? And he tells you, you're a worthless wretch. <laughs> you know... <laughs> You kind of got an idea that maybe that wasn't God talking. You know what I mean? Maybe that came from somewhere else, right? But if you don't know the word, you don't know that. That's why the word is so important in, in, in the inner healing world. So with that, though, if we can get to that place where what we know is the same as what we believe, we can live the holistic life or the holistic reality of who we are in Christ instead of that duplicitous lifestyle. So there's a couple things I want to share with you, and we'll see where it goes. I'm trying to see which direction. Let's just, let's see what the next slide is, and that's where we'll go. Ah, you have permission to be you. Yes. You don't have to be somebody else. You're not any good at being somebody else, right? You try it all the time. We try that all the time, but you're just not. You know, that's the idea that you have permission for the originality of of the gift set that I have, you have permission to be you. That's what I offer people. And one of the ways I offer that is by not performing for people. I don't do that very well. Even though I call this my song and dance, my wife makes fun of me because I get my top hat, I get my shoes, and my you know, and I call it a song and dance, but I don't, I don't perform for people. I try to be me up here. I try to express what's going on with me and the Lord in the moment is what I do. So that I'm not here presenting for you some idea, some theory of how you can be like me in this theory, right? Because yeah. nobody can do that, right? And, and that's not what you guys do here, which is beautiful. That's why we're friends, I think. That's why we're family, you know, is because that's, that's not what's going on here. But so for me, like I think, was it, was it Rob? I got to, I don't mean to correct you, bro, but... Uh, I did not do that from a heavenly perspective when my house burned. I'll just, <laughs> let me just tell you that right now. I threw a fit like nobody's business. That's just what, like one of the chapters in this book, like, like I, I do know that God transforms things. I know that. Because the enemy stole my house, and the house wasn't a big deal. And even the stuff in it isn't really a big deal. But the emotional connection that that stuff represented. The memorial stones that were in that house that are gone. That matters. And that's one of the things that I teach in here is the, the bad advice. Can't tell you how many people, oh, it's just stuff. At least you're okay right after the trauma. You know what I mean? Oh, you can replace everything. At least you got insurance, you know? People are trying to help you. They have no idea what to say. Nobody knows what to say. Some people think I'm an expert on grief. I'm an expert at throwing a fit is really what I'm an expert on. <laughs> I'm not an expert on grief, you know? Yes, so. Yes, so. 
But I, I've done some study because I've worked with thousands and thousands of people in the worst trauma of their life. And I've seen things play out over and over again. And then I had my stuff. So, so what I did is, is I started ranting on Facebook and people started getting healed. Sending me notes, sending that they're able to reconnect with old loss they never processed. And now they're actually processing. And I'm like, wow. So it went from rants on Facebook into a blog. And now it's a book called Finding a New Normal, which gives you permission to grieve, to be real in your grief, you know, and grief is, is an ugly mess. And, and I'll tell you one of the things that I'm actually most proud of in this book, this is me bragging because chapter 17, when you get to it, the wheel of emotions, what I did is I broke out when you believe the truth and it manifests freedom, peace, and joy, what that looks like. And then I looked at what, what it actually looks at when you believe a lie, and it manifests fear, shame, and guilt, and how those emotions go out. And this is a mirror, if you look at this wheel. If you get this book, and you look at it, it'll, it's a mirror of the different emotions, of like what truth does and what lies do. And now the emotions are real, but they're coming from your thoughts, right? Now, when it comes to grief, that's the only place that I have found that hurt isn't just from a lie. Does it make sense? It's because none of us know. We were never created to experience loss, right? No, it wasn't part of the original plan. It's not part of the kingdom. So the grieving process, I don't think you get healed of the grieving process either. I don't think you need to get healed of the grieving process. I think the grieving process is the process of healing from loss. So it makes sense. So, so that process is what God gave us to be able to go from this this kingdom reality of what we have and then there's loss and then now we have this new reality that we were never meant to experience and we have to reset to this new reality so it makes sense so that's what this book does this book walks you through that process but one of the chapters in this book is called grieving the loss of a good god just to tell you my perspective <laughs> you know <laughs> so all of us have had that and if you think you haven't, it's probably you're in denial, right? It's just, if you haven't had one of those moments where you're angry at God and you're disappointed in him and you think he wasn't there for you, you probably haven't been living very long, right? Does that make sense? Because there's some things that happen that don't make sense to us because loss never makes sense never makes sense. We don't understand how a good God could do that, right? We don't. So there's these things you actually have to take. You actually have to take and present yourself to God in who you are in the moment in his presence. Does that make sense? That's the only way to process it. Denial will never help you. Denial will not help you. If you, have, if you deny what's actually going on and then you present this false presentation of praise while you have this inner hatred and anger and criticism it, it, it's it's actually just a, an emotional disconnection does that make sense it is an emotional and mental disconnection is what that is so i'm not saying go out of your way to criticize god i'm saying deal with what's actually going on he paid for it all every lie you believe he became on the cross already there's nothing you think that he doesn't know already does that make sense so you don't have to hide any of it. But if you actually come to him in that place where you are, you can resolve it. So who, who would like this? All right, everybody that lifted their hand, stay frozen there. How many we got? Well, how many, just one. Everybody that lifted their hand, keep, everybody that lifted your hand, raise it high and stay frozen, right? What does it go? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. You got more than I got with me. <laughs> yeah, I have. Would some? I got twenty of them with me. Nineteen, because somebody grabbed two already, and I have one here. Would somebody go get the books that are out there on the table? So I have nineteen, I think, available right now. So you can get it free online, I will tell you that. You can get it free online, you just have to pay shipping. But what I wanna do is just give away what I have here now today. I do have other books that'll be available back there. I have my other books I'll share with you, but I, I feel I'm supposed to give this book away. 
So, Laura, you get the <laughs> signatures will cost you. The book is free. <laughs> signatures are twenty-five dollars. <laughs> so I have at some point. So you don't have to stay frozen. Well, if once here she comes. Here comes Diane with the books. All right. So we got them. These are all the finding a new normal, right? Do your best. Hand them out. Do your best. <laughs> Do your best. <laughs> if you don't get one, you just got to get one online. They're only $6.95 online to sh pay for the shipping is what that is. So they're free online. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right. All right. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So. That book stirs me like no other book I wrote. Like, just because where it's meeting people in the darkest most wounded place of their heart. I had somebody actually tell me just the other day at a funeral. I was at a funeral with a friend of mine who just passed, who last year when I was in town, I was at their daughter's funeral. This year, I was at his funeral. So, and I'm just, thank God I was in town for both of them, but I was talking to, to his other daughter, and she said she was reading that book and how much it helped her through the loss of her father in the past couple of days. And I'm like... It was ugly. <laughs> there was a moment of real ugliness in that place when, because it still amazes me. Like, I gotta be honest with you. I know the guy I used to be, right? And what's actually happening now and what God is doing with my mess, right? And, and I'm, I'm just honest with my mess. And that's, that's one of the things that like the identity restoration book, it'll help walk you through how to take inventory yourself. Who here has, would like to know how to, Walk yourself through an identity restoration. Okay, here you go. And then I have a devotional, which this thing is understated. This is a powerful book. I got to tell you, this is a really, I'm surprised at the testimonies I get back from this book. This, both of these will take you from a concept, a kingdom concept, all the way to you being able to make declarations of truth about that concept that you've already worked out and you believe, right? Because I love, okay, brother, I love declarations. But just think about how much more powerful they are when you believe them. Yeah. yeah. And it's not just words, right? <laughs> not just words you're saying. So come, come on up here, bro, if you want to get it. All right, so you take which one you want and give the other one away to somebody else. All right, so it could be you. Um, so let's see where we're going. So you have permission to be you. So you, you personally have a gift set that other people don't have that God created you to express, right? Does everybody here at least agree with that at some level? You might not have it fully formed. You might not know what it is, but it's there. It's there. And the more you can actually just stop trying to be like somebody else, the more you can find out who you are the more you can find out what your gift set is. And yeah, you get trained up by other people, and yeah, you get discipled by other people. And if, if you're going to compare to anybody, do it with Jesus, right? Because that's where, like, don't waste your time comparing to anybody else. What I want to do, so let's see where we're going. We talked about 2020. I think that's where we're going. Let's see what we have next. What's the next slide? 2020, yes, let's go. I'm going to share with you what I got, even though you guys blasted all that a minute ago. <laughs> let's, let's go to the next slide. Keep going. I get this is the year of the Father. I'm sharing with you what the Lord told me. All right? So this is the year of the Father. Intimacy with Father God. And there's a lot of talk about the Father's heart, Father ministry. Like, I have worked with people that have actually written books on the Father's heart. That when I worked with them, they had no connection with Him at all. It was all theory. 
right? We can all do that. I can, I can share some serious information that I've learned. But I personally don't share anything that I don't believe. And that's where the anointing is. Does that make sense? So if you can, and that's what people ask me, like, I keep getting, for some reason, people keep asking me about writing books because I've written four books now. I think I'm finally okay calling myself a writer. You know what I mean? It's like Bethel had a writer's, like, whatever, conference about a year ago, and somebody asked me if I was going, and I'm like, I'm not a writer. I'm like, (laughs) like, (laughs) I don't even think about it. You know what I mean? But I think a writer is someone who writes novels or yada, yada, some stuff like that. But... But again, with allowing yourself to be, what was the word I had? What was that? Like the, what was the word that I have that I can share with you guys, that I can impart? Does anybody remember? Originality. Originality. I'm just seeing if you're paying attention. All right? So originality, right? So with my originality, my independent thinking, I, I had trouble. Like, I can call myself a writer, but to say author, it's like I need a pipe and a robe. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... I still, I still don't have a, that's still a little bit weird for me, you know, but identity coach, I will say author, identity coach, author, speaker, that's easy enough, that's kind of stuff, but that's kind of the stuff I do. It's not who I am, though, right? It's just stuff I do. But for, for in the sense of the intimacy with the Father, what I want to do, let's see what's next here. What do I got on the next slide? Second chances and dreams restored. That's the other piece. That's what I got for this year. So for, for you this year, it's intimacy with the Father also. Like, it's okay if you spend some time with Holy Spirit and Jesus too. You know what I mean? It's okay. But there is a sense of like, there is a difference in the relationship. Do you guys get that? There, like, I've worked with thousands and thousands of people from all walks of, of, of ministry, of life, of denomination, non-denomination, you know, high church, no church, everything. Jesus is always the same in every session. Holy Spirit is always the same in every session. Father God is always the same in every session. His character is true. I know who's talking by how he's talking in every session. It's just he's this, he's, they have certain characteristic traits, right? So that makes sense. Usually, you know, Holy Spirit doesn't try to do Jesus' job. Jesus doesn't try to do Holy Spirit's job, you know? And, and it's okay that, you know, because Jesus... The way I see it, the way I do ministry, I do ministry a certain way because I, I've found that Father God sent Jesus to do the footwork. Jesus sent Holy Spirit to do the power work, and all of that is to get you to Father God. Does that make sense? So that's the pattern of the way I do ministry also. I do it with Jesus, then I bring Holy Spirit in, and then we get to Father God. That's the pattern of the way I do ministry with people. So just because of that, the way I've seen it in Scripture, the way I've seen it laid out. So again, a reminder, it's like it's good to actually know the Word, have, your, have what you're doing patterned in the Word also. The Word, the Spirit, have relationships, get in inference. So in your, in your originality, in what you're doing, you can, you can actually still be in line with the kingdom of God instead of just off creating a cult somewhere, right? You know, that's why it's, it's kind of good to know the word and still be in relationship. So that independent thinking, you still want to check yourself, right? I think independently, but I like to have the influence of, of God in that, even though I don't always accept it, right? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't always listen to him. You don't always listen to him. Sometimes we do what we want. A lot of times I just do whatever I want. Oh, thank you. I do have dry mouth. That was perfect timing. Thank you. So, so what I want to do is I want to do a little bit of application here. Let's go to the next slide. What is the next slide on there? Since you guys are so trained in Sozo, you're going to find out what aspect of the relationship with Father God he wants you to like experience this year, right? And it's not like it's just this year and gonna end. In 21, you can't have that relationship anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's not what it is. It's just like, what, what, what aspect of that relationship? We're just gonna ask him. We're gonna let you experience that. Like, what aspect of your relationship with Father God does he want you to experience this year? You good with that? Mm-hmm. 
So we're just going to take a moment. We're going to activate that, and we're going to let you get that. So we're going to ask God a couple questions about a couple things, and then what I'm going to do is maybe share some thoughts on something I'm developing that's part of my workshop. I usually don't share anything until I have it all worked out. But you guys are family, so I'm just going to kind of work it out with you a little bit with something I'm working on. So, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to pray. You just let yourself get with Father God for a second. Well, you know, it might even be that you don't have the best relationship with Father God. So maybe you hang out with Jesus and Holy Spirit right now and ask them, whoever it is you connect with, what aspect of relationship with Father God does, does he want you to have? Does that make sense? Yeah. So you connect in whatever way you can connect with God, whether you see him, you feel him, you sense him. I'm going to pray for a moment. I'm going to walk you through asking him a question, and then you just experience what you experience, right? Now, your heart may or may not even let you do this, right? You guys are familiar with this. Remember those programs that we have running? You might have one running that doesn't let you hear from the Lord in this room because you might not feel safe enough to do that, and that's okay. There's not something wrong with you. All right? So don't beat yourself up if it doesn't happen. Whatever happens, and if you get something that doesn't sound fun, it probably wasn't him. Right? Does that make sense? So, so that's just more information. So what we're going to do is we're going to let you receive at whatever level your heart is willing to receive right now. And so let me just pray, and then I'm going to walk you through asking him a question. All right? So, so Jesus, thank you. Father God, thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you. I just ask that you would just protect this room, just guide this time. Papa, we invite all of your angelic help to do whatever needs to be done in this room. And whether it's Holy Spirit, whether it's Jesus, whether it's the angelic visiting you, whether it's Father God, just let yourself connect with the Lord. And I'm going to ask him, Lord, would you just make yourself present? Make your presence known in a way that their mind and their heart can recognize you. Jesus. Let yourself stay in his presence right there and whatever it is. And then just try this. Just repeat after me as much as your heart's willing to and just ask him. And just say, Lord, what aspect of our relationship do you want me to experience this year? Just take whatever that was. Whatever that was. Let yourself receive it. And now just stay with whatever's going on. And we're going to move on to the dreams restored and the second chances, okay? So you just stay with the Lord, however you are. You already got the information you got. Hopefully everybody's connected and engaged. And the next thing is what we're going to do is we're going to ask him about second chances, all right? And... So right there, whether it's Jesus, Holy Spirit, Father God, however you want to receive, just just ask him. Say, Jesus, what second chance do you want to highlight? So here it is. Whatever it is doesn't even have to make sense so you got the relational aspect he wants to highlight this year you got the second chance he wants to highlight this year then a dream restored whatever that dream is maybe something you laid down maybe something you didn't think you could do maybe it was something that was too small like everybody was thinking and now he's going to make it bigger so just ask him just ask him whether it's jesus holy spirit father god however you want to and just ask him father god what dream do you want to restore? And now, at whatever level you got information, you got a relational aspect that God wants to highlight. You got a second chance, and whatever it is, you got a dream restored. You know what? So now what we're going to do is we're going to make it practical. Let's see where it goes here. We're going to make it practical. 
faith is always the motivation, right? So what we're going to do is we're going to take some steps. Like we're going to ask him, like, what is the practical step we can take to move in the direction of that, right? Does that make sense? So if I was going to do something, if I was going to take a practical step and I got the word that I could walk out that door, that was the dream, I can walk out that door, like the, the first practical step might be to turn in the direction of the door, right? There's practical steps to everything we do. So what I want you to do is just right there, just ask Him. Just ask Him, Holy Spirit, what's the simplest, easiest practical step to live that way? So here you are, whatever it is, doesn't have to be a big thing. Could be very simple. Could be too simple for you. You think it might need to be more complicated. So just take that information you have. So here it is. You got a relational aspect that God's going to highlight this year. You got something that maybe you've given up on, or maybe like, like somebody was talking about failure earlier. Maybe there's a second chance. You know, you don't need to give up on that. And then there's a dream that's being restored. And now you know the practical step you can take to move in that direction. Is everybody okay right there? People get some stuff, you good? So now just ask him anything else you want to ask him right there. Just take a moment with the Lord. Just ask him what you want to ask him. And I'm just, I'm just going to ask him, Holy Spirit, would you just wrap that up right there? Seal that off in a way that makes sense to them. So let's just take a moment. Anybody that wants to share. What relational aspect with Father God got stirred up? Anybody that went, just shout it out. Anybody got anything? Time. Time. I didn't hear the other one. Communion. communion. All right, time, communion. Hunger. Hunger. All right. Creator. Yeah, the creator, the creativity. I heard something else. Maybe? Love. Love. All right. That's good. So, so that just pay attention to that. It's not an obligation of something where you have to do something different, though, right? Do you get that? I'm not giving you a to-do list of what you have to fix with Father God this year. This is something he's going to highlight. When we ask him something like that, he is the one that's going to do it for you, right? So you don't have to do it. So let's just ask him. Just ask him, Holy Spirit, would you make that happen? It's just that simple. We don't have to white-knuckle it. We don't have to try to make it happen. Because if we did, it would be a mess, right? It would look kind of like what the last year of my life looked like. <laughs> so so what I want to do, let's just see what else we got. Now I want to share something with you, if I have it. Give me a second. Let's see what we got next on the screen. We'll go there. Dreams are stored. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, that's us. That's me, for some reason. I put that in there. If you want to know who I am, that's me right there. Um, Faith by Grace is our, is our website. There's all kinds of free resources on our website. I have an email course you can sign up for. There's a lot of stuff, so that would be the thing to take a picture of if you want information. The Faith by Grace is where you can get your free book also. Um, your the, the free finding a new normal book or you can follow me on instagram it's like a micro blog i do on my on instagram i'm actually working on my second uh bible study now the first bible study was of who do you think you are was the redeemed alive righteous fruitful pure and accepted right so the second volume is loved known trusted pleasing powerful with a purpose so i'm working on that book right now and in that 
what I do is as I'm processing that, I put it on Facebook, I put it on Instagram, and I help walk you through it, and I'll probably blog through it also. I have blogs that I do as well. So, so that's just information if it's helpful to you. Let's, let's move on to the next screen. Ah, we're going to look at basic needs. This is the thing I'm working out, right? Remember that piece I told you? I wanted to give you a little something of practical, tangible stuff from what I do, right? That's what I was thinking. But hopefully, like, is everybody good where you are right now? All right, so I know this isn't like the, the most amazing thing. I'm like trying to share with you where I am and what I'm working out is what I'm trying to do today. So if we look at the basic needs of what we have, this is something that I'm working out, right? This might not be perfect. So we have a basic need for relationship, for security, and for purpose, right? Each one of us understand that. So what I want to do is I'm going to look at what that looks like when you believe the gospel and you move in the kingdom of God. And I'm going to look at what that looks like when you believe a lie and move in the kingdom of the world. Okay? And we're going to deal with the problems of that. So let's go to the next screen. All right? So when you, go, when you believe the gospel, in relationship you have righteousness, which is like right relationships, right? That's what, that's what righteousness is, is right relationships. So when the kingdom of God, in security you'll have peace purpose, you'll have joy. So the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, right? Mm -hmm. Then from there, let's go to the next slide. From there, what's going to happen is you will have freedom, rest, and fulfillment. Does it make sense? Mm -hmm. All right. So what we're going to do from there, if we look at how that goes on one more step, in that freedom, you're going to have connection. In the rest and peace, you're going to have humility. And in the joy and fulfillment, you will have acceptance, Right, And so what that's going to take you to, if you look at that, it's going to take you to your community on the next screen. Community, authority, and identity. That's what God created for us. That's the kingdom of God. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit is right community, right? Freedom in your community, peace and rest in your authority, and just like purpose and joy and fulfillment in your identity. So that's fun stuff, right? Are we always there? No, I'm not. You might, you might be there more than me. Like, I study this stuff, and I'm not always there a lot. Like, like I'm there every once in a while. <laughs> not even, <laughs> I wouldn't even say majority, you know, lately. Like, this, that fire jacked me up. I'm just going to let you know, it jacked me up. It still stirs me. I'm mostly, I, I, like, I'm mostly healed dealing with some of the trauma of it, but now that we're back here, it's like new things. One of the chapters in the book is called The First or the, Wor the First of the Worst. It's like, you don't even know about it. You're living your life. All of a sudden, you pop into something that you forgot about, right? And bam, boom, there you go. That's fun. It, that's a nice little punch in the gut you weren't ready for. So it's another loss you have to deal with, and then it's a connection to a relationship. That's the thing I didn't notice was how sentimental I am in the sense of, Literally almost everything I owned was connected to an intimate relationship or a meaningful experience. I didn't have stuff, right? I had some stuff. There's like, it's funny because like there's this one coat I didn't have any connect, like it didn't mean anything. There's a coat I lost, no big deal. But there's another coat that was connected to an experience that was a big deal. Does it make sense? So, I'm still working through that. It's, it's about a year and a half in, and I'm still working through stuff. It's not always pretty. And, and when I'm throwing a fit, I'm throwing a fit. Like, for those of you who are, like, if it's okay to talk about the Enneagram, I know some people are weird about it, but it's just a personality kind of test kind of thing. I'm an eight. I'm, it's just, if you know what that is, you know what an eight is. And... And I'm an eight with a breaker anointing. So, so I break things, and I like breaking things, you know? <laughs> so, and so with that, that, that sense, but I'm either on or I'm off is what I mean. That's where I'm going with this. So and when I'm off, I'm still really on, you know? It's like I don't do it part way. So in that place where I'm off with God, I'm presenting myself to God there. I'm expressing what's really going on so I can connect with the Lord and do that. Now, if I can give you anything, if I can give you permission in your grief, because all of us are dealing with grief. 
It doesn't have to be a major loss you're dealing with. It can be a loss of a dream. It can be a loss of, of a friendship. It can be loss of a relationship. It can be, there's, there's millions of opportunities of the way that you experience loss. We're all dealing with little aspects of loss and, and grieving. So in that place, having permission to be really who you, what you are experiencing so that you can express what you're experiencing and get the truth. Because it's possible to get back to this place when you're, when you're living in, in the truth of your actual having your, your community and authority and identity come from righteousness, peace, and joy so that the basic needs of relationship, security, and purpose are taken care of. That's what we're all looking for. It's built in us. It's okay to have needs, right? You're not weak and stupid because you have needs. You're human and you're God's creation and his child is why you have needs. So let's go in the other direction for a minute where it's not as fun. So we're gonna go for the basic needs and you go into the kingdom of the world. Let's go to the next one, the next slide. So this is what happens when you try to get your basic needs met through lies, right? So you get guilt, fear, and shame. Because remember, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, but the kingdom of the world is guilt, fear, and shame in your own effort. Mm-hmm. It's all you. No one's doing that to you. They might be doing things to you, but the guilt, the fear, and the shame is coming from you. That's one of those programs you, you wrote. Does that make sense? No one else can do that to you. They've done things. Things have happened that are wrong, or you just misunderstood. But when you believe a lie you manifest fear, shame, and guilt. So, then from there, what happens? We move into condemnation, helplessness, insignificance, right? So here we are still trying to find our security, and we we find it in lies, and then there's this helplessness that happens. And then if we try to find relationships out of lies, we move into guilt and condemnation, and trying to find your purpose through lies, you end up with shame and insignificance. And then that's going to take you to the next place of being alone, powerless, and hopeless. Right? This is not as fun. I get it, right? This is not as fun on this side. But I'm just helping you on like where this is coming from if you're experiencing any of this. So from there, in the place of being alone, powerless, and hopeless, where it takes you is here. You have to do it all yourself. You're alone, so you got to do everything yourself. You're powerless, so you're unable to do it. And then it's hopeless, so you can't receive anything. It's just hopeless. You don't even try, right? Does that make sense? So, so here you are in this place. And where that moves to, and this, this, is, this is the whole section that hit me on why all this happened. Uh, these three words right here. This right here. When you move into guilt and you have lies, you end up having rejection. You're rejected. You reject others. That was the addiction I had growing up. That was one of my biggest ones, was negativity and rejection. Being addicted to rejection with a prophetic gift is a big, ugly mess. I'm just telling you, because in the first three seconds, I could read your wound, and I could call it out and make you reject me right away. That's what I used to do. Didn't know I was prophetic. Just thought I was a jerk, you know? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Because I was, (laughs) you know? And so... So there it is. So end up what happens, and, and in this place of fear, if you move in control, just so you know, where control comes from is fear. That's what it is. So you have to control everything around you because of fear. You're moving in rejection, and then you have to find your identity in status. Whatever that status is, your job, your money, your house, your car, right? Does that make sense? So that fault, it's a false identity, but the status control and rejection is for some reason, that's what the Lord is showing me on the East Coast on this trip. It's what I keep running into. And I don't know how bad it is here in Delaware, but it's bad over in Annapolis, Maryland. You know, I don't know what you guys are dealing with here, but it's a thing, so that's status. So I'm just letting you know, if you're looking for your identity and status, you will only find shame. And if you're looking for peace through control, you will only find fear. 
And if you end up trying to look for freedom and righteousness by rejecting others, you're, you're only going to find guilt. Like it's that projecting, that's one of the things I see is that people identify themselves in a status, they control what's going on around them, and usually in the rejection they project all the lies they believe on someone else, which is a miserable mess. So, so we have a choice. I want to share with you the choices. Let's go to the next slide. Here's the first choice. You can have the freedom of righteousness. You can have the security of peace and the fulfillment of joy. Or you can have rejection from guilt, control from fear, or status from shame. That's our choices. We have a choice in front of us. So I want to look at what the great commandment is real quick. We're going to try to bring this back. Does that, does that make sense what I covered? Everybody good with that? Yeah. All right. So, all right. So the great commandment. Let's look at that. Let's get to the next one, what the great commandment is. It's, we got it up here on Matthew, right? It's like, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great first commandment. All right, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Well, on these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So all the law and the prophets are on this. So let's, let's switch to the next slide. We got the, the great commandment. Love God, love others, love yourself. Now you guys get this, but not everybody does. You love others in the same way you love yourself. Remember, because it's love God and love others the way you love yourself. And actually... The key to loving God is receiving love from him. Because that's like the key primary is receiving the love of God is how we love him. Because we can't give out what we don't have. Right? And we, so in the same way that we love others, so if we're living in judgment of ourselves, we're living in judgment of others. Right? It goes in two directions all the time. There's no way you can get around that. That's it. It's a kingdom principle. It's a spiritual principle in the same way. So if you're loving yourself, you're going to love others. If you're loving others, you're going to love yourself. But a lot of times we use others to feel loved, and we call it love. And, and that's witchcraft. So, so, and that's why it doesn't work, right? But let's just, let's move on to the next slide, and we'll talk about this. So here we are. If we go back to the guilt, fear, and shame that's in there from believing lies with the guilt you're unable to love God because you can't you can't receive you can't get like you can't have that connection so you can't love God you're unable to love others because of fear and you're unable to love yourself because of shame so that's the enemy's plan for your life right there I was a missionary with Campus Crusade for a while right God has a wonderful plan for your life you've probably seen that track somewhere that's a Campus Crusade track. So the enemy has a miserable plan for your life. And that's it right there. So, so, but if we look at what the enemy's plan is, right? We go to the next one. It's like the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Right? And then the next one, he's a liar. He's a liar and he's the father of lies. So let's just look at what he's doing. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And what he's killing, he's coming to steal your identity to kill your authority and destroy your community. That's what he's doing right there. And he's doing it because what he wants you to believe, what I'm going to hit is some of the root lies, especially some of the stuff he was seeing in Sozo all the time. Like this is what it is. So if you go to like your identity, we go to the next one. And what you have here is you got that you're not good enough. You can't do it. And it's all your fault. You're not good enough. There's nothing you can do about it, and it's all your fault. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. That's what the enemy wants you to believe. That's what he's trying to do to you. That's the steal, kill, and destroy. That's what he's doing. So if we look at that one more step, if we look at what the enemy is attacking, he's attacking in your identity, authority, and community. He is attacking your value, your ability, and your motives. That's just what he's doing. Does that make sense? So some of this, let's switch to the next one. Some of this is in my next, in the identity restoration book. You can get some of that in there. I might revise it and add it to it because this is an expansion of what's in that book. 
This is something I'm working on, but there's a lot of that information in that book. So what I want to do, let's just do one more. It's 12 now. We got time for an encounter? All right. Okay, all right. So what we're going to do, we got, you get to pick with Holy Spirit. The enemy's trying to steal your identity. He's trying to kill your authority, and he's trying to destroy your community. What we're going to do is I'm going to walk you through an encounter, similar to what I do with people individually, but it's going to be a corporate version, so it's not as intimate, right? And you don't have to share anything with anybody else. I'm going to walk you through a time where you actually get to find out, you get to connect with the Lord in an area of your heart, in a compartment of your heart where the enemy has either stolen, killed, or destroyed. If you want to, you don't have to do anything, just so you know. You can sit here and watch, not engage. Like, there's nothing wrong with you if you don't engage. It's okay, right? But as much as you want to engage, I'm going to give you opportunity to connect with the Lord, and we're going to find out four pieces of information. We're going to find out the truth of who you are in that compartment, the dynamic aspect of your identity that God created you to be in that area of your heart. We're going to find out the lie you're believing. And we're there because you believe a lie, right? So it makes sense. We're going there. Holy Spirit can handle this. You don't believe lies everywhere in your life, but we're going somewhere where you do. So we're going to find out the truth of who you are. We're going to find out the lie you're believing. Then we're going to find out how you self-protect, right? In that fear, shame, or guilt. Now, in that fear, shame, or guilt, that's just the categories. They can be anything from a behavior all the way to a disassociated identity. I work with people who live in multiple dimensions, right? That those dimensions are just a self-protection. That's where they go to hide. Does that make sense? So it's just hiding, covering, blaming, just like Adam and Eve. It's all it's fear, shame, and guilt. It never changed. It's all the same. Same patterns throughout all of life. All of us are doing it at some level. So it's wherever you are, like in that area of somehow not good enough, something's wrong with you, somehow you're just unable to do anything about it or powerless or some way of controlling, or you're blaming yourself, you're blaming God, or you're blaming others. Holy Spirit can stir this up. You don't even have to figure it out. I'll ask Holy Spirit to do it for you. And he knows your heart, so he knows where your heart is ready. Does that make sense? No pressure. And you don't have to share it with anybody. This is you and the Lord. So what we're going to do is find out the truth of who you are, the lie you're believing, how you're self-protecting, and then we're going to find out what you would have if you didn't have to believe the lie and didn't have to self-protect. You guys good with that? All right, and remember, don't have to do anything. Your heart does not have to do anything it doesn't want to do. God's not going to try to trick you into something. So let's do this. I'm going to pray. You're just going to chill out. Close your eyes as much as you're willing or however you're most comfortable trying to engage in an encounter. And I'm going to ask Holy Spirit to help you. And then I'm going to walk you through some, some questions again, right? Some repeat after me. So, yeah, Jesus, thank you again. Holy Spirit, just protect this time. Protect everybody's mind and heart in this room. Jesus. We invite all of your angelic help again, Papa, to do whatever needs to be done here. We submit to your name, Jesus, the power and authority of your name, the grace and mercy of your name. And Holy Spirit, would you just stir up right now in their minds, their hearts, their imagination, their feelings, wherever, however, whenever their heart is ready to look at, whatever it is they want to deal with, dealing with this fear, shame, or guilt, wherever their heart's ready, just kind of stir that up in a way that they can recognize. And I'm just going to ask Jesus here to do something. He may or may not even be allowed, so it's okay. You don't have to make it happen. I'm going to ask him, Jesus, would you make your presence known to them? right there, and whatever's happening with them, would you make your presence known to them in a way that their heart and their mind can recognize? Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Lord. And let yourself experience this in whatever way you can, whatever way your heart's willing. You may see him, you may feel him, you may sense him, you may just know he's there. But just let yourself experience it. Your heart might not even let it happen because you might be in self-protection mode. It's okay. 
But what we're going to do is get some information and just try this right here, wherever it is, whatever it is, whether it's a memory, a thought, a picture, a feeling, a sensation, whether you're just sitting right here feeling awkward, right? It's okay. Whatever's going on right in this place, stay with Jesus. And then just ask him, say, Jesus, what's the truth of my identity right here? And just receive in whatever way the Lord's given it to you. Don't discount it. Now, there's always the, the chance that, that you might not have gotten an answer because your heart's protecting you. But in a situation like this where we're trusting Holy Spirit to take you where your heart is ready, most likely you got an answer. Most likely you got the truth. You may have gotten a lie. So if you got something that didn't sound good, we already got the next answer. But, but hopefully you got the truth. Just stay right there with Jesus, Holy Spirit, however you're experiencing him. And then just ask him, just ask him, Jesus, what is the lie? Now, this doesn't have to make sense. You don't even have to agree with it. Whatever, whatever it was that happened right there. So you got the truth, you got the lie. And what we want to do is then just ask him. Somehow, your heart has to self-protect because of that lie. And I want your heart to hear something. I know in your head you got this, but I want your heart to hear this. Jesus just told you two things. Whatever that was you just got, it's a lie, and you fully believe it right there in that compartment of your heart. That's what's reality in that area of your heart. So you have to self-protect because of that. So just ask him, Jesus, how do I self-protect because of that lie? Now, this may not make sense to you. It may just be a familiar feeling that happens. He may just show you something. You may experience it. But somehow, whatever that self-protection is, that information is right there. You don't have to agree with it. doesn't have to make sense to you. So here it is. Now we got the truth. We got the lie. And now you know how you self-protect. And it doesn't have to make any sense. Trust me with this. You just go with it. Now, I'm not challenging this self-protection because it's a program you wrote at some point in your life. You needed that. So we're just going to get some information and then just ask him, Jesus, if I didn't have to self-protect and I didn't believe the lie, what would I have? All right. So when I'm working individually with someone, sometimes we don't get a good answer there because sometimes we have multiple layers of encryption. And that's okay. So if you didn't get a good answer, that's okay. Just kind of hang out with Jesus and Holy Spirit. What we're going to accept and hope is that everybody got a good answer there. Usually in a group like this, that's how God does it. But right here, so now we got the, we got the truth. We got the lie. We found out the self-protection, and we know what you would have instead of that. I want to do something here. You guys were talking a lot about the body. What I want to do is I want to invite, we're going to practice some mindfulness here. I'm going to invite Jesus to make his presence known to you in the self-protection. Right there in your heart and mind where that program is running. Does that make sense? Now, this is a self-protection, so it may or may not happen, right? It may, not, may or may not be allowed, but I'm just going to ask him, Jesus, would you make your presence known to everyone in this room? right there in the self-protection. And what I want you to do is I'm going to help you align your mind, your heart, and your body all with the truth. As much as Jesus, hope, I'm hoping Jesus was allowed to meet you there. But what I want you to do is just take some slow, intentional breaths just slow, like deeper intentional breaths and be aware of your body. As you're aware of your body, pay attention to kind of like what aspect of your body you're aware of while you're doing that. Could be your head, your shoulders, your legs, your hips. Could be, there's, there could be an area of your body you're aware of. So be aware, be present right here in the room. Be aware of whatever that was where you believed the lie. Be aware of the self-protection and then invite Jesus to meet you in all of that. Let, your, let yourself be aware of all of it. Slow, intentional breaths. Be present in the room. Be aware of the lie. 
Be aware of your body. And then just ask him, Jesus, what do you want me to experience about you right here? Let yourself experience that. Again, as much as your heart's okay with. And like, it's almost like as you breathe in, let your body experience whatever that is Jesus wants you to experience. Let your body experience it. Let your mind experience it. Let your emotions, your heart experience it. Jesus. And what we're going to do right there in this place, what we're going to do is we're going to give your heart the opportunity to break agreement with the lie, to forgive, and then we're going to see if your heart wants to trade up. So you just stay with Jesus, Holy Spirit. And I'm just going to ask him, Holy Spirit, would you just establish the truth of whatever, whatever needs to be established right here, the fullness, the power, the authority of what Jesus established on the cross, would you establish that right here in their heart? right here in their heart, right at the lie between them and everybody they're connected to. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to walk you through breaking agreement with that lie. I'm going to generically do it. You can do it. You can express it in whatever way you want for yourself, in your mind, your thoughts. You can even say it out loud. But I'm going to generically do the, the lie and the self-protection. But right here, stay with Jesus and repeat after me and just say, in Jesus' name, I break agreement with that lie. I forgive everybody that taught me that lie or abused me with it. I forgive my entire generational line for any way they believed that lie or handed that down to me as normal. I'm right there, just say, I renounce the lie that's normal. I break all agreement with that false normal. And I release the lie and all the pain and hurt. So Holy Spirit will just do that for you. As much as your heart's okay with this, Holy Spirit will do it. Just let that go. As much as you're right there, you're right there with Jesus. You're right there with His finished work. Because these self-protections also have to manage all the pain and hurt. And now what we need to do is just see if your heart's ready. What's going on here is this self-protection that's running continually keeps you in the loop of that lie. It helps you find relationships that will affirm that lie. It helps you get into situations that will affirm that lie. Now that self-protection has the, the opportunity now to be redeemed into what it was created to be. If your heart is ready, we're going to do this. If your heart's ready for this, first just ask Him, Father God, if I did release that to you and allow you to redeem it, what would protect me instead? And now, if you got some good information about the Lord there and somehow your heart's ready to do this and accept His protection, you may have had another self-protection kick in there. But if your heart's ready, let's do this. And right here, just, just tell Him. Say, and then again, as much as your heart is willing to do this, if your heart is ready to trade up to the redeemed value of what that self-protection was created to do, so that you can actually experience truth instead of the lie, engage in this and just tell him, say, Father God, I am so sorry. I trusted in that lie and I self-protected instead of trusting you. And then right there, just tell him, say, I release that to you, Father God. And then let's just come into agreement with Jesus and His finished work and just tell Him, say, Jesus, Jesus. I come into agreement with You, agreement with you. 
and your forgiveness, and I forgive myself for believing that lie and self-protecting. I release it all, and I give myself permission to be the truth of who you say I am and to live that out fully. Just hang out right there. I'm going to ask him, Holy Spirit, would you just kind of seal off anywhere the enemy had access to them because of that? Seal that off. Remove all demonic influence. And Holy Spirit, just wash through their mind, their heart, their gut, every cell in their body. Just realign every cell in their body, every neuron, to no longer expect to think, feel, and experience the lie. And reset it to, so that they would think, feel, and expect to experience the truth. Wow. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And then just give it a shot and ask him, Father God, is there anything else you want me to know? Sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. You might have just chilled out right there. You can just chill out and hang out with him. Maybe he's reminding you of that relational aspect that you and him are going to connect with this year. You got second chances. You got dreams restored. You had intimacy with Father God. Everybody okay? And just thank him right there. Land, you're good. Whew. So go one more slide. If you would, if we're live back there, <coughs> she might be out. No worries. That's it. It's all my free resources that are easily accessible. That's where they are. So that's what I got. Awesome. Bless you guys. Was that good or what? So good. Let's stand. Father, we take this new freedom and we take it with us as we go from here today. We take it with us in our encounters with others through this week. Father, we thank you for your great grace that rest upon all your kids. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. So, Lord, I just bless this community as we go. Lord, all the places, all the spheres of influence that we will touch and impact this week, let it be for your glory. And we thank you, Lord, for your great love to us. Amen.